You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Why, hello, Mike Mus. Yo, what's up there, Mr. Joseph? You're coming in loud and clear on this Am new I microphone. Too loud? No. Yeah, these new mics are really cool. They're uh, they go with the board, so I'd like to buy two more. So now we have three cool mics in the in the in the room. I don't know if I go that far. So, Mr. Mikeamus, how was your week? Uh, let's just say I've survived. <laughs> well, that sounds uh, that sounds wonderful. So, uh, we survived a busy, busy weekend this weekend at the movie theater. We um, we sat quite a few people, and we've got uh, two sold out shows this coming Sunday. They're all private viewings. They bought out all the seats, and then. Um, we added a show on Saturday, which sold out. It was a private show as well. But we have tickets for Friday and Saturday, and that's going to be 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. for Jesus Revolution. This will be the last weekend that it's here in town. And we also, Mr. Mikeamus, are getting Mario, the new Mario movie. You're just shaking your head because you really don't care, do you? I remember Mario. Yeah, when he came out, right? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, you're going to do that. All right, all right. So, um, what do you have? Let's start with you. What do you have fun going on this week? Uh, this week, not this personally. Week, like, week, what do you know week. of that's happening this week? Uh, well, I, I will have to admit that today I'm not completely prepared. So we're going we're going to wing it today. Well, that's okay because Preston Cooper with his full band will be at the Bowstring Bar and Grill this Saturday. At uh, 9 p.m. Also coming up this weekend is the Spring Fling with $5 Bling at 315 East William Street in Cardington. And coming up, we have the Easter Egg drive through with iHeartMedia. That's going to be at the Marion Preparatory Academy, but I thought it was interesting that they're doing a drive through um it's an Easter egg drive through with iHeartMedia, and that's Saturday at 10 at Marion Preparatory Academy. And I thought I'd share that one because it was, I that's, thought, kind of cool. That's April 1st, by the way. Yeah, it is. I got one to share also that same day. We have stuff going on right here in Morrow County that day. Um, the American Legion Park in Cardington from 830 to 11 will be the Pancake Breakfast, sponsored by the Pals of Pirates and Cardington Rotary. 10 o'clock, activities at the Shelter House. From 10.15 and 10.45 a.m., Puppet Show, the story of Easter. And at 11 a.m., all you boys and girls be listening, the Easter Egg Hunt, sponsored by the United Way of Morrow County. So that's all going up, uh, going on April 1st, downtown Cardington. Also going on here in the county is going to be Tomorrow, which will be Thursday, the Marengo American Legion Thursday Night Bingo. That starts at 4.30 at the Marengo American Legion Hall. As well as, did we, we didn't decide on this last week. We talked about three different ways to say this word, this flower name. Peony? Pineys. Peony. Pineys. And Pineys. Pineys, yeah. That's what I grew up with. Yeah, so three different ways to say it. But that's going to, the Peony, Peony, Pineys, Palooza. At Groovy Plants Ranch, 
this weekend. It is the it's Thursday the 30th through April the 2nd. And I also saw it looks like they've got some maybe morning glories that they're going to be uh, doing something fun with coming up. And then tomorrow, also Thursday at 6 p.m. at Bunkers Mill Winery is Modern Calligraphy Workshop. There is a cost to that, and I believe you had to have already pre-registered. And then that Kokidama Moss Ball Art is going on also tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. at Groovy Plants Ranch. And then we have the Make It Yours March Craft Night, Friday night at 6 p.m. at Cardington Cafe. And then we're right into the Easter egg hunts going on. Moringo Easter egg hunt is going on at the Moringo United Methodist Church at 1030 Saturday morning. The one-year anniversary party slash spring fashion show is going on this Saturday at 7 p.m. And that is in Mount Gilead. And it is going to be held at the... It's, I guess, to celebrate the Be Chic Boutique one-year anniversary. It's a dress to impress, sip on champagne, and indulge at the dessert bar while checking out the new spring line and prom gowns before the public. I didn't know that you could get a prom dress at Be Chic Boutique. I never have in the past. Well, I mean, the mom prom was last weekend. In the county, and we missed sharing that because I wasn't aware that it was last weekend. But well, I do have a couple of things when when you're ready there, Joe. Go for it. Okay. Uh, number one, um, I'm going to read this right off of what's happening in Morrow County. Come get your pictures taken with the Easter Bunny Saturday, April eighth, between ten a.m. and one p.m. That's at four forty Douglas Street, Mount Gilead. Donations accepted will benefit the Action Club. And also, and that's uh, Action Club is associated with the uh, Whetstone Industries, by the way. Here's another one. I'm going to read a word-for-word. Once again, you can find this on What's Happening in Morrow County. Who doesn't love doggies? Now you can be their best friend by volunteering at our dog shelter. You can help give them the love and care they deserve. Uh, This is from the Morrow County Dog Shelter. We greatly appreciate all of our volunteers. You can join us, too. Our shelter is full, and the doggies will love a walk, extra love, and attention. See more. Okay. If, <laughs> if you would like to volunteer, if you would like to volunteer at the shelter, you can call nine, uh, 419-946-1747 or stop by during business hours. Thank you, and thank you from the doggies. And here's a wish list for the uh, dog shelter as well. This week... The shelter dogs are asking for some help from our vol- for our volunteers, please. They need wa- uh, bottled water and K-cups of any kind. Um, they get thirsty walking us. You can drop it off at the shelter during open hours. Mara County Dog Shelter is at 115 Young Avenue, Mount Gilead, Ohio. Or you can ship this stuff to Mara County Dog Shelter, 80 North Walnut Street, Suite A, Mount Gilead, uh, the dog shelter is out there right on 42, right next to the um, jail, uh, which is on County Road 76. Back to you, Joe. All right. So Thursday, April 6th at 6.30 p.m. at Groovy Plants Ranch is the succulent wine planter. You actually are going to make a planter out of a bottle, an empty bottle of wine. I don't know if you get to empty the bottle, and that's how it's happening. But uh, April 29th at 1 p.m., is it's a Saturday. The Art Spectacular and Craft Show at Highland High School will take place. And then in May, Heritage Barn will have a wedding fair on Sunday, 
May 7th, the 1st. And also coming up, wanted to throw this out there, June 25th through the, I'm sorry, June 22nd through the 25th is Freedom Fest Ohio, and there's 84 days until you get to see on stage Thursday, the 22nd, Craig Morgan, Parmalee, Just Kelly Adams. On Friday, the 23rd is Night Ranger, Jefferson Starship, and Brett Michaels. Uh, Saturday, the 24th, is going to be the Reeves Brothers, Scott Stevens, Chris Jansen, and Justin Moore. And then on Sunday, Damascus Worship, and I believe they are down around the Dayton area, I think, the Damascus Worship team. And then We Are Messengers, as well as We the Kingdom, will be there. There's still plenty of tickets available, and uh, let's see here. There was another thing. Oh, the July 3rd, it's a Monday at 7 p.m., is the July 3rd celebration down at the fairgrounds, and they are doing their midsummer tractor pulls with OSTPA truck and tractor pulls. It'll be bigger and better than ever, it says. And uh, that looks to be a good time. And I've been going to a couple of the senior fair board meetings, and it sounds like they're going to uh, make some changes at the gates, some entry changes, um, as well as the potential, I believe, to take debit and credit cards at the gate, uh, which will be a first time for them to be able to do that. So check out their Facebook page and look for all of the updates as they put those out. You got anything else, Mike? I do have a couple more Easter goings on. On Sunday, April 2nd at 2 p.m., the Morrow County Federal Credit Union, and you will park at the old HPM at 800 Marion Road, Mount Gilead, will be having an Easter egg hunt. Um. Oh, and they will have they will be accessible to children with special needs. Pre-registration is required by calling Morrow DD at 419-947-1159. Registration closes March well today. So, if you haven't registered, it's too late now. So, yeah, by the time you hear this, it will have the time will have passed. Uh, there's one other thing here, Bennington Glen Community Easter Egg Hunt will be uh, will also be April first, uh, and there will be a coloring contest at nine thirty a.m. Egg hunt will begin promptly at ten a.m. Uh, Pre-K and through third grade, the Easter Bunny will also be there, and it will be very. I love this. It will be very exciting. Of course, you would like that. <laughs> so coming up. Today, when you guys hear this, Thursday, um, March 30th at 6.30 p.m. at the Capitol Theater is going to be a fundraiser. It's called a Miscast Cabaret, and uh, Mikeamus here is going to be emceeing the event for the night. This will be a dual fundraiser. One one part will be for the Mar Little Theater Scholarship Found. Um, scholarship fund the other part of it so it'll be split 50 50 will be for the family of abby carey for medical expenses and such and if the name sounds familiar her father had a heart transplant about a little over two years ago and at that time mike we raised are you ready for this just over two thousand dollars yeah that was amazing we you know uh joe we have a amazing community here when there's a need people step up and help out where they can. And, and I'm proud to be a part of this community. 
Well, and I appreciate you stepping up since our MC got sick. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, so thank you for doing that. And then um, I already talked about this weekend for Jesus Revolution. The movie has gotten nothing but rave reviews all weekend long. So, well, let's... Oh, you got one more thing? I, I do have one more. Since we're trying to cover all of Morrow County, there's another um, Easter event. Uh, you can. Uh, this will be... The American Legion Post 710 on County Road 26, Marengo. You can get photos with the Easter Bunny from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Easter Bunny is hopping all around the county. Uh, you can have dinner with the Bunny from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Dinner will be hot dogs, chips, juice, cookies. Uh, Carrots. Juice, Lettuce. cookies to ice. Okay, you'll be icing cookies. And the popcorn machine will be going. Donations appreciated. This is presented by the Moringo Ladies Auxiliary. So I think we pretty well covered all the Easter events in the county. I think so. So we're going to uh, delay our flashback in history because we have somebody here with us today that uh, we've been wanting to get on the radio since he left his previous job and took another job locally to have a greater impact in the community uh, for which he lives and loves. Welcome back, Jeremiah Breckner. I appreciate you guys having me. I'm sorry, uh, Josh Brucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I hope Mike... Hi, Jamie. Starts with the J, ends with a B, it's great. <laughs> I hope that Mike Vance is listening, to be honest. So, tell us about the new role. Sure, so I uh, currently... Is it, is, it a, is it a cinnamon roll? Uh, oh, you know, jelly roll, cinnamon roll, whatever roll okay. you want to call me as well. But uh, no, I'm, I'm currently serving as director of operations for the Morrow County Commissioners. So I report directly to our three uh, commissioners, which are uh, Tim Siegfried, Tim Abraham, and John Mason. And uh, I take care of a lot of their day-to-day operations, but I'm also overseeing a lot of our, what we used to call economic development office. And so now we just call a development office because we're looking at more than just the economic development in our communities, but also how do we develop our community as a whole? So educational opportunities and those types of things as well. So that's uh, the role I'm currently serving in. And uh, it was unfortunate that to step down as mayor, but I believe Donna uh, Mayor Carver is doing a fantastic job in my in my absence. So hopefully she's keeping the village going well, and I get to kind of focus my attention now here on the county. So it's been about six months ish, yep. almost exactly six months. So uh, you've been busy. Very busy, yes. So tell us uh, about some of the projects that uh, you're working on, Uh, the ones that you can share, because I'm sure you're working on some that you can't share. Yeah, so one of the cool things that we did, and and I got to help finish up when I came into this role, was uh, create a strategic plan for our county. And so we had some wonderful partners with Consolidated Electric and Delco who helped fund a uh, strategic plan for our county. And in this plan, it really kind of, looks at all of our strengths and weaknesses as a county and focuses where we should put a little attention to help create economic uh, prosperity for, for our entire county. And so that plan just got released back in March. It is located on the main website for the county, morrowcountyohio.gov. On the home screen towards the bottom, it's called the Economic Development Strategic Plan. Please feel free to take a look at it. It's about 70 pages. Um, some of the things that it highlighted was that we needed to create a uh, kind of a sub category of of people that could review economic development and make recommendations to our commissioners. And so we implemented that back in December. Uh, We created something called the Morrow County Development Authority, which will kind of review a lot of the development projects here within the county 
and then create incentive packages to review and uh, send up to the commissioners for approval. Uh, I'm lucky to serve on that uh, development authority. I serve as the uh, economic or the uh, um, executive director. Uh, I also am the chairman of the board. And so we have uh, currently three other board members, Angela Powell, who serves as the development coordinator for the development office, as well as Derek Allen, the village administrator of Mount Gilead, representing the largest municipality, and also Rick Dunlop, who is the economic development director for Delco. We're waiting for one more member to uh, secure the five-member board, but we already started looking at quite a few projects within our county, uh, one of which is a road extension down at uh, State Route 61 and 71 there in between Dollar Tree and the new giant building that just popped up that we're calling Project Hunter. Um, There's a short little road there. It's called Cardinal Drive. We're looking to extend that the rest of the way to Pender 218, which will create accessibility to all that farm field as well as those behind the farm field, an easier access to uh, Heartland Retreat Center, um, as well as just getting traffic off of the next county road over, which is that T intersection of 217 and 61, where a lot of accidents happen, very dangerous intersection. So we're excited about that project uh, being run through the Development Authority. We're also looking to extend the gas line here in our county into that section so it can continue to develop. Uh, And then another project that just came about is working with our county engineer, so we're looking at helping create a new county garage. Um, it would be located over by our sheriff's office in between the ODOT building and the old county home on Home Road. And that would allow our county engineer to bring all of his operations to one location. Currently, they operate out of the fairgrounds as well as another location behind Hartman's Printing. And uh, this would just allow them to bring everything under one roof, have everything in a, in a nice, secure, heated garage when it comes to a lot of the equipment that has issues in the wintertime, such as snow plows and all that. Uh, but also, he could start making some bridge components in-house, which would allow us to get all of our bridges back up and operational in a much shorter and quicker time period if he can build some of the bridge components in-house. So we're really excited about this project running through uh, the Port Authority and some of the things that the Port Authority can do. Uh, we're also starting to review um, businesses that are looking to expand looking for different tax incentives such as tax abatements or uh, to have their property put into a TIF so those dollars could be used for economic development within that area. So increasing road capacity or uh, utilities, those types of things. So kind of excited about all the different projects happening in the, in the development authority side of things. Um, on the commissioner side, we do have 13 grants that were successfully uh, awarded towards the end of last year and that we're starting to work on this year for a total of just under $5 million dollars. So that's pretty exciting, too. We have Grace Walker, who's a a fantastic grant specialist that works on our office as well. She's been managing a lot of those projects for me. Um, Just today, I was able to take a project down to Cardington and let them know that that did officially get awarded. So it's a storm sewer project for the community of Cardington um, down near their park area, 2nd Street into that area down there. Um, Nice little $150,000 CBG allocation grant from the county. Uh, And then they'll be matching another 132 for uh, a a nice sizable project um, down there in Cardington for for their CBDG grant cycle this year. Uh, We also have about a million and a half being pumped into our local airport, uh, county county owned airport, which is pretty, pretty big and impressive for our community as well. Uh, It will be an automated weather observation system, which means pilots can call in and get like a local weather forecast. Um, You as a consumer could also call the landline and find out what the local weather is doing, which is kind of cool since we don't have a local weather station to provide us that information. So this is a nice tool for the aviators, but also the public if they choose to call into that landline. Um, We're also looking to get a fuel farm so planes can land and fuel up, 
That's a little over a half million dollar project. And then also working on, uh, it's called an ODOT obstruction grant, um, getting rid of some of the known issues in the area, tree trimming, those types of things, so that pilots can land safely if their instrumentation plan all goes out. So some really cool projects happening there. Uh, when it comes to revitalization of our community, we have a, a program called the uh, Brownfield Demolition Grant that uh, Governor DeWine's office uh, funneled lots of money throughout the state of Ohio. Every county was able to, to apply for a million dollars worth of Brownfield grants and a half million dollars worth of demolition projects. I'm happy to report that we applied for the full amount for both. Unfortunately, one of our projects got rejected, and so uh, we ended up with about $1.4 million, which is still really impressive. Um, so those projects, one of which just started today, we had people in down at the Bennett Distributing down in Ringo doing soil samples. It looks like that project's going to come under budget on the sampling of stuff. So now we're going to have money left over for what they call a tank yank. Just learned about this term yesterday. Pretty excited about that. A or tank yank. What they're going to do, a tank yank. There's eight tanks buried down on this property that held oil for um, fueling houses, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be money left over um, after the, the initial assessment to actually get some of those tanks out of the ground. So we're really excited about that opportunity. Just found out about that. So this is new news for our county. I've been promoting this as just a, a phase one, phase two, um, kind of more of an exploratory type thing and that we were going to have to apply for more money to get some of the known issues out of there. But we just found out yesterday that it sounds like we're going to actually have money left over for some tank yanks. Um, they they are kind of touting maybe April we'll see some activity on some, some of that down there. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, two of our other projects for Brownfields is HPM1 and HPM2. HPM1 is now known as the Mid-Ohio Sanitation. And so that facility, we applied for some asbestos abatement on that property. Um, huge grant, $460,000, just getting some known harmful you know, contaminants out of this area, um, of which then that, that guy can continue to develop what he's doing down there. Olinder, fantastic project that he has going on here in the village of Mount Gilead. And then our last Brownfield project is the HPM2 site. That's the one everybody kind of knows as HPM when they think of HPM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another exploratory phase one, phase two. And then our demolition grants include the dining hall down at the fairgrounds, uh, getting that building out of there. There's a house over between Chase and the courthouse that will be being removed this year. And then uh, that Flying Squirrel Preserve, which is a wonderful multi-hundred acre facility that's hopefully going to open to the public this year. Um, there's a couple buildings there that need to be torn down as well. So we're really excited about the money being infused in uh, from the state to our local community. And, and so our office is happy to and proud to be right along there helping these uh, different community members and uh, facilitating the grants and actually uh, being the boots on the ground for these communities to, to get this money back into our communities and these properties revitalized. So just a little bit of what's going on there. Um, in terms of economic development, everybody's kind of curious what's going on throughout the county. And so we just got an update up in the northern part of the county in Washington Township. We have Blossom Solar, a big 142-megawatt solar facility uh, that's been going through all of its permitting. And uh, it just sounds like maybe end of this year they're going to have all that finalized and, and maybe have some groundbreaking here in the spring of 2024. It's a $325 million project of which there's a $52 million pilot, so a payment in lieu of taxes program 
that will pay out over the next 40 years to, to mostly the Northmore schools, a little bit to the, the county, um, quite a bit to the township, and then all of your um, all of your programs that need, you know, funded through tax money. So MRDD, those types of programs, uh, you'll see different pilots being paid out to these programs. Um, when it comes down to the southern part of the county, you know, everyone's been kind of keeping an eye on the building right next to Dollar Tree. To, uh, it's a 707, 942,000 square foot building. And, uh, and right now we call it Project Hunter. That's what the uh, developer has called that, that uh, particular piece of property. He's been looking for a single tenant to go in. And so he's had a couple walkthroughs in the last couple of weeks and we're really encouraged by that, and thinking that we might hear an announcement here soon of what's going to go in there. If he can't get a single tenant in there, he is going to divvy it up and make it into multiple tenants in one under one roof. But uh, if all goes well with this developer, he's actually got a land, uh, kind of like a land contract with the current landowner, a land agreement, purchase agreement uh, to develop the rest of that, which would bring another 5 million square feet potentially of, of retail or of industrial uh, warehouse space to that area, uh, which is about a half a billion dollar investment in our county. And so uh, we're pretty excited about uh, the- Did you say half a billion with a B? half a a billion with a B. And so we're we're just really excited about that opportunity. It could mean another, you know, potentially 2,000 jobs. Um, Everyone says, well, will we have people working? And uh, little known fact, 82.5% of our population, which is about 11,000 people, leave Morrow County every day for work. And so if we could just get a fraction of that to, to realize that there are some decent paying jobs um, that are going to be created here. And if we can continue to educate people, uh, you know, you got Dollar Tree starting out now at $18 an hour with, with health care. Um, it's, it's kind of impressive that we're finally starting to see um, our businesses here invest more in the people. And so I think it's a big movement. We're going to see that not only what's being built, but even in our existing buildings, we've had quite a few announced that they're looking to expand. Um, I would love to share more of their stories, but I truly believe that it's some of those companies' story to tell. And so I won't, I won't necessarily share much about the expansion of what we're seeing right now with existing buildings. Um, but from a, a development office, we're super excited to hear that we have existing buildings or existing businesses looking to expand as well and uh, either retain more jobs, create new jobs. Um, so we just continued to, to check in. Just yesterday, I had what's called my first ever C-level executive roundtable um, leadership get together where we had you know quite a few uh, high-level business owners get together and share what their strengths, their weaknesses, what, what's been challenging here in Morrow County as a business owner, how to get things started. Uh, we had a, just a really good session of sharing and how we're going to move forward. And I'm going to use them as kind of an advisory group to the Morrow County, uh, County Development Authority. So just excited about those, those uh, individuals that participated in that. Um, and just look forward to continue to work with them, continue to build strong relationships here in Morrow County uh, so that uh, we don't get run over by the growth that happens because the growth is coming, but we're planning for that growth. And so, again, this all comes out of the commissioner's office. They've been very supportive of the development office and in my position as director of operations. So extremely thankful for this opportunity, and it's been a wild six months, that's for sure. All right, so shake your crystal ball and tell us, how are we going to be impacted from Intel? What are you looking at from there? So uh, just two weeks ago, I had an, a wonderful opportunity to go down to Licking County where Delaware, Licking, Morrow, and Knox got together and said, Intel's here. 
what are we going to do? And so we all shared from our communities. And uh, for, for Morrow County in specific, we're looking at becoming the logistics warehouse needs for the suppliers of Intel. So we know there's at least 44 suppliers directly impacted that need to, to supply just Intel. But then in total, there's about 103 businesses in central Ohio looking to call somewhere home. And so we know that we're on the radar. Um, they're looking at Morrow County to help with logistics and manufacturing, primarily because of our locations at 71. And so a lot of our growth and the growth that we think we're going to see here in Morrow County and what we're trying to push for as a kind of a county leadership is to develop the 61 and 95 exits so that it continues to make our communities that we've grown to know uh, about the same size. We don't want to see them just blow up with people and expand and become unrecognizable. That's not what we aim to do. We're literally trying to, to focus our energy, focus our resources in, in the communities and, and almost building new communities around the 95 and 61 exits uh, so that we can preserve our farmland, but also bring in some of the growth. Um, and that's where we're also seeing a lot of our, our builders that want to build homes. They're also focusing on those interchanges as well. So, so okay, you touched on the other th- piece I wanted to talk about there. So not only do we have businesses, but we have residents. We do. We just had uh, one developer, um, you know, someone that has created a really cool project at the 95 interchange, come and, and uh, take out a permit to build two more 16-unit apartment complexes. So we know that we have some apartment uh, units coming back. Uh, and, and as soon as those, those get built, they get filled. So um, we're excited about that opportunity. We know down at 61, we had quite a few developers looking at multi, so two to 300 unit operations. Um, This week, we also um, had a developer come in that that also wanted to put another mixed use in um, up near the 95 exit. So we we definitely are seeing it now. So you could have up to upwards of a thousand residences put in, whether they be apartments or condos or something. Correct. Yep. So we, um, we've seen plans for at least 700 units, 500 being the Chester Crossing, 200 down at the 61, 71. There's no name for that project yet. So we've seen 700 units. And then, and then just recently, we might have seen maybe another 100 or two. And, and I was talking to a developer that um, has already announced his project down in Cardington, but kind of ran into some stumbling blocks. Uh, but just today, I was talking to him, and, and that's a, another 32-unit apartments and 31 single families. So if I can get him back on track, it's a huge win for the county. It's a huge win for Cardington. Um, and, and like I said, that project had been announced last year, and we're just kind of trying to get that back on track for him. But um, there's definitely a need in central Ohio for housing. If you look at Ohio as a whole, they kind of shrunk it in a little bit of population. Um, central Ohio actually grew a little bit, and um, and everything that we're seeing there's definitely a need. A new study came out from our county specific, though, that we're actually not nearly as far behind as some of our surrounding counties. We're actually in a much better position. We have a really high home ownership percentage, which is really nice and very key. It means that people have decent paying jobs and they can afford to live in their own home. Um, so those are good indicators. Um, but it does show that we do need more housing inventory, uh, whether it's you know um, rental, lease like more of a condo townhouse type situation or single family dwellings well and you know having talked to chris conant he said that there's just not enough inventory mm-hmm. yeah generally what you see is that when a house goes on the market it's a frenzy you know and 
and people just jump on it and put in all all sorts of crazy. Well, and there's even been instances where the houses aren't even going on the market. Right, people are just buying They're, it from friends or family or yeah. people they know or or anything like that. So um, it's definitely a crazy time. It's a it's a really fun time for me to be in my position uh, because there's just so much energy in our community right now, and and it's how do we manage that energy and use it to the best of our ability and make sure our projects make sense for um, the type of communities that we want. And so our county motto is to uh, love life, live rural, right? And so uh, the commissioners are very committed in making sure we keep that, that motto alive here in our county. All right. So I have just a, two more, que- well, one more real question that I think you'll be able to expand upon. So developing and getting businesses here, there are certain things that the development office as well as the commissioners can do. And some of that would be tax abatements or TIFs. Um, and I've learned quite a bit uh, <laughs> listening to Angela about TIFs and, and all that. So could you expand just a little bit yeah. about that? And what? And it's not just for big companies from what I understand, Right. So it can be, I'm sure you have like, you have to have so many employees in order to benefit from those programs. But what are some of the things that you guys can offer through the development office for businesses? Yeah. So a couple key programs to to highlight, Um, the development authority has a very unique benefit and that is a sales tax exemption on building materials for your expansion. So if you have um, quite a bit of money wrapped up into materials to expand your business, we can actually create a um, sales tax exemption through the development authority to help ease some of that tax burden on your on your materials. We can't do anything with your labor costs, but on your materials, we can help you save a little bit. So that'd be like the state sales tax. You Correct. can you can actually get that. So the program essentially allows us to waive, you know, a portion of the seven and a quarter percent that's charged here in Mar County. So you get this blanket statement that you take to anywhere in Ohio to purchase your materials, and uh, it's a modified payment. So you would pay zero money in your sales tax up front, but you have to pay the port authority a portion of the development authority, a portion of, um, you know, what you would have had to pay in sales tax. So say it was a $250,000 worth of sales tax exemption that you're seeking. Um, you might have to pay the port authority, you know, 50,000, hundred thousand, somewhere in there. There's a percentage. Generally the, the portion you would have paid for a county sales tax, um, is what you would pay the port authority to have this blanket. So you, you end up saving about two thirds to maybe three quarters of your sales tax burden by working with the port authority. So that's just one unique thing for the, the port authority. Um, I keep saying port authority because that's what ORC calls us. We call ourselves here in Morrow County, the Morrow County development authority, but it sounds funny because there's no ports and you're right. Right. County. So I like to call it that, but ORC, if you're trying to figure out what this program's through, it's it's called the Board Authority. But um, when it comes to the commissioners, they have different initiatives to help drive economic development here in Morrow County, and uh, it's in it's across the street. It's not just unique to Morrow County, but we use something called a tax abatement. A tax abatement is where um, you say you have to pay ten thousand dollars a year for your your taxes on your property. We could abate a certain portion of those taxes. So what we've seen is 50%, 75%. It really just depends on how big your project is and how many jobs it's going to create. So to get a tax abatement, you have to come in and you'd sit down at the Port Authority and we'd go over um, some of the metrics with you. But you'd come in and say, I'm going to, if I can save some money on my taxes yearly on a tax abatement, so just getting some of my taxes waived on my property, I will guarantee you that I'll create 20 jobs 
at $48,000 per job. And that can include their pay and some of their benefits. But they have to show that they're going to create an economic impact to the community if they can have their taxes waived a little bit. So that's how tax abatement works. Um, to further that, sometimes we'll incentivize. And so we just did this with Project Hunter. They got a 10-year um, 50% tax abatement. Now, they're still going to be paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. But they got a 10-year 50% tax abatement because they have to guarantee to create uh, it's either 160 or 180 jobs at 48,000 a job. Um, we also then turn around and tift the property. And all a tift does is tell the developer that the portion that you're still going to pay. So in Project Hunter's case, it's 50%. That 50% of taxes that you're still going to pay will get set up into a special fund. And then we'll use those dollars to help the development of your area. So usually what that means is help put in roads, help put in water lines, gas lines, those types of things, which is why you're hearing about the Port Authority putting in a road extension at Cardinal Drive, helping our friends at Consolidated bring in a brand new 8-inch main gas line, uh, which is a multi-million dollar project, because we're able to use the TIF dollars on those properties um, for specific... So the gas line is multi-million dollars... Correct. To bring that, you know, to extend that, right? What about a simple traffic light? What is an approximate cost for a traffic light? So we just looked at some estimates on an intersection at the 95 exit um, that's being proposed for for that. And it would be about a $300,000 investment to bring just a traffic light set up to that intersection. Intersection already exists. We had to add a little bit of uh, asphalt for some, some extra turn lanes, but a majority of that cost is the actual intersection and the, and the traffic lights for that intersection. Uh, so it's, it's pretty expensive. Um, if it's just traffic light, it's no big deal. It's when you start getting into widening roads and, and working into right-of-ways and, and all that. But we have seen um, different diagrams, of course, and, and renderings of what our two interchanges will look like with, uh, say, 95% of expected growth, so the projects that are there. And we're talking probably four to five lanes across. So two lanes of traffic going each way plus a center lane for turn lanes. Turns, so, yeah. Wow. Um, it's a lot can change and a lot will change definitely in the next five to 10 years. All right. So how can people get a hold of the development office or um, I guess any of the offices that uh, they could impact? Or maybe they have you know, uh, a question that they want to get answered from you. So how would they get, uh, how would they get a home? How, how would they get a hold of uh, J- Jamie Brucker? Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me uh, because of how, um, how much involved I am in the day-to-day operations of the commissioners and the, and there's about seven total departments that I oversee. Honestly, the best way to reach me right now is via email. So it's my full name, Jamie, J A M I E period b-r-u-c-k-e-r at c-o dot m-o-r-r-o-w dot o-h dot u-s so that's co dot morrow dot ohio dot u-s um that's gonna be the best way is to email me and then uh, i can get you in contact whether it's with angela our development coordinator or grace our grant specialist land bank uh, ceo um but Email is really going to be the best way. You could call the development office um, or the commissioner's office to try to reach me uh, over the phone if you'd like. But uh, honestly, right now, the best way is email, just so then I can help uh, gather some more information and funnel that to the appropriate people um, quicker for you guys. 
All right. Well, thank you, Jamie Brucker, for popping in to uh, have a conversation with us about the economic um, changes coming to the county and the development. And it is really good to hear, Mike, I think, that the commissioners are taking into account uh, the growth. And it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. But the best way to manage it is to manage it. And actually plan the growth. So that's great to hear. Thank you again, Jamie, for coming in and talking with us. I appreciate you guys having me and uh, giving the commissioners opportunity to come and share a little bit about what's happening here in Mar County. All right, Mike, it is time. Let's go. All right, Mike, part two of your story of the... Mar County Home. Mar County Home. <clears throat> which goes into Jamie's conversation we just had. Part of it does, Part, yeah. yeah, because the commissioners were in charge of the county home. So uh, we're going to talk about the farm right now. The farm at the Mar at the county home had over 150 tillable acres. It not only produced food for the home's uh, residents, it allowed those who were able to assist with the chores. So many of the residents had been farmers themselves. A telephone was installed in 1897, Clarence Swisher, the superintendent for over 40 years, introduced modern farming methods such as crop rotation and the use of tractors. The place was energized by rural electrification, which we've talked about in the past, Mm -hmm. in the late 1930s. Into the 1970s, some old-time practices were still used on the farm. uh, Corn was placed in shocks in the fields after the harvest. Horses Uh, Belgium's mostly, were used for some of the chores. However, by the early 1980s, the bottom had fallen all but dropped out of the agricultural farm prices, uh, out of agriculture, excuse me. Farm prices plummeted and interest rates on new machinery skyrocketed. Farmers in the Corn Belt went bankrupt. The county home farm began hemorrhaging money, costing the taxpayers more and more to keep it in operation. In 1985, the county commissioners appointed a committee of local farmers to evaluate the operation of the farm and make recommendations. The committee proposed a list of five options. Only one of the options dealt with continuing continuing to operate the farm under county oversight. In December of 1986, after studying all five options, the county commissioners decided to discontinue the operation of the county home farm and rent the ground. An auction was held the next month to dispose of the machinery, livestock, and grain. Four months later, the chattels of the county home were auctioned off. Um, and that was the end of the county home. So we'll just well there. That sounds terrible. It was. It was uh, terrible. I do remember, though, Go. I mean, we live not far from the county home, and going by there and seeing the farmers out there with their horses – uh, doing the work, plowing and and uh, harvesting and so on. It was kind of kind of neat to see something from the past still alive at that time. So when I uh, I can remember when my parents um, we had a house at the corner of ninety nine and seventy six Dogwood Valley Road, and we used to live there. And um, I I remember riding the bus and seeing the house or you know the 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 big building, but I don't remember ever being active and I, I mean i was born in 85 so in the 90s it was not active 
But I can remember when they f- shot the movie there, mm-hmm. and I can remember seeing all of the you know the people and the vehicles and camera crews, and it was pretty cool. So I stayed in that building one night when I was probably eight or nine years old. The Dumballs were running the uh, uh, county home, and one of their boys, same age as I am, the other one's a little bit younger, and I stayed overnight with them, and that was the spookiest place to to stay in. I don't think I slept that night. I can imagine. I mean, there were a lot of people who went through that place. So I'm I'm sure that a few of them probably passed in that place. Oh, I'm sure they did. So, all right, on March 29th, this day in history, on in 1973, 2 months after signing the signing of the Vietnam Peace Agreement, the last US combat troops leave Hanoi, South Vietnam. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So the Vietnam War was officially over at that point. Um, Also, since it is March Madness, and then we're down to the final four here, 1982, freshman Michael Jordan hits the winning shot to give North Carolina the NCAA title. He was um, 19 years old, and he makes a 16-foot jump shot with 15 seconds left to give the Tar Heels a 63-62 to 62 win over Georgetown. Um, the Keeling Curve. Have you ever heard of the Keeling Curve? I'm not familiar with that term. Uh, what do you know about carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere? I know you don't want to breathe in too much of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that's true. The Keeling Curve actually shows the increase of carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere, and that was discovered in 1958 on this day in history and in 1974 the u.s space probe mariner visited mercury and let's see here oh this is a good one i think Uh, there's two of them here 1929 herbert hoover has the telephone installed in the oval office and in 1951 the mad bomber strikes new york a homemade device explodes at Grand Central Station in New York City, startling commuters but injuring no one. So that is this day in history. Let's, right. uh, let's go back to the present. Back to the present. Are you ready? Keep your I'm, hands and arms inside of the vehicle until it comes to a complete stop. I'm melted in. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 Server. Sorry about your weight. Dad. Are you calling me I'm fat? Are you calling me fat? Oh. <laughs> okay, I had to think about that for just a moment. Well, I didn't get it, you know, right up front. Anyway. Go for it. Your turn. Oh. Well, did I tell you about the other day I was walking in the jungle? I saw a lizard on his hind legs telling jokes. I turned to a local tribesman and said, that lizard's really funny. The tribesman replied, that's not a lizard. He's a stand-up chameleon. Why does keeping tropical fish in your home reduce stress and anxiety? I don't know. Because of the indoor fins. Ooh. Well, you know, English is a great language. Takeout can mean food, dating, or murder. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, why did the cookie cry? Uh, why did the cookie cry? 
because his father was away for so long. I don't think that deserved a uh, drum roll there, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. Come on, Mike Amos. Why doesn't Elton John like lettuce? <laughs> Say it again, please. Why doesn't Elton John like lettuce? I have no idea. He's more of a rocket man. I don't get it either, but I, it was here. I, you know. I don't. I thought that was going somewhere different. All right. Why wasn't the woman happy with the Velcro she bought? Uh, Because she couldn't stick to it? I don't know. It was a total rip off. Okay. I once had a turtle as a teacher, Mike. He tore us well. Oh, that was a shell of a joke. Two-thirds of a pun, P-U. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> what was Beethoven's favorite fruit? And I'm ending on this one. What was Beethoven's favorite fruit? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Banana. Banana. I hear the crickets chirping. No, they're not. All right, do you have another one? Yeah, um... Here, look on my hand. I want you to meet Clint, my pet termite. Clint eats wood. Okay, we will end on that one. Okay, <laughs> we will end on that one. All right, folks. Uh, thanks again to uh, Jamie Brucker, the director of operations for Amaro County, and um, some pretty good information out there. If you guys have any topics you'd like us to cover as far as the history piece or any guests that you'd like us to have on, please let us know. And we will be having some folks come on to talk to you about the new Historical Society um, displays that they have set up downstairs. Folks, until next time, please be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know who's fighting a battle that uh, you just can't see. Till next time, ta-ta! Ta-ta!